Come on, baby. And party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and bullshit and party and bullshit. Where's Brooklyn at? Where's Brooklyn at? Where's Brooklyn at? Where's Brooklyn at? Ha! <laughs> yes. Yes. It is a little notorious a B-I-G for you for the B-I-G-ing of the show. Hi, my name's Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood, your dose of Tuesday favorite thing to do out of the gosh damn week. Yeah, that's right. I said gosh damn because I talked to a woman who talked to spirits and she doesn't use the word god damn. And so I figured, oh, baby, maybe I better stay away from that. <laughs> hi, kids. Hi, gang. You don't always have to fuck her hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Come on. Sometimes you got to make some love and fucking give her some smooches too. Sometimes you've got to squeeze and sometimes you got to say please. Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm going to fuck you softly. Hi, everyone. Today's uh, episode is brought to you by Almost a Year by Myself. Ow! That's why I'm singing Fucker Softly, because it kind of goes with my mood. Hey, I'm wearing my merchandise today. Yeah, that's right. Easily distracted. That's right, folks. Because a lot of people say, hey, Jess, I know you sell merchandise, but why don't you ever wear it? Well, here you go, kids. Here it is. Bam on the titties. Titty, titty, bam, bam. Hey, Mark. Oh, I missed you last night. I, I'm i not seeing you. And I'm, I, I feel like I, I feel like I broke up with six boyfriends yesterday. It was really, uh, and it kind of was. Like, I was doing the Monday show, as you guys know. I mentioned to you before. And I stopped doing it because it just didn't feel right. I don't know. It's not that I didn't love the boys and didn't love being able to do something for a goddamn another hour of out of my week, but, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It some, okay, Mark, you, you're, I'm glad you're here. Uh, cause last week we were doing a game where you had to write punchlines to setups. It was like a joke writing contest kind of thing. And I got to tell you, <laughs> just let me, just let me tell my stories. Let me just talk and do my characters and tell my stories. I'm not a joke writer. And when I'm, when I'm set in that kind of position, it just made me like, oh, oh, okay. Not that I want any awards or any special kind of treatment or anything, but, uh, that, and also I felt like it was very crowded in the room because there were six dudes and me. It was like a gangbang online. You know what I mean? Even though you guys were very gentle, you were very sweet and gentle to me the whole time. I would never report you any of your content or any of your actions. <laughs> I love you. Uh, thank you guys. Thank, oh, we love you and you totally get it. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I figured you guys are cool cats. And I was like, I'm not going to go on there and break. It was an interesting way to, in the digital age of how it was done. I felt like if we were dating, I shouldn't have texted. You know what I mean? And I should have gone, I should have just gone on the show and been like, hey, you guys, I don't feel like this is a great fit. But then I felt like you guys are so sweet and cute. And you'd be like, come on, Jess, you know, you got this. We're, it's cool. You could say whatever. Maybe try to talk to me about being on it. But I was like, I'll just text and be like, okay, bye. Because I think that's a, you, the scaredy cat way really of doing it. So I'm happy you're here, Mark. <laughs> 
<laughs> clear my Buddhist vibe, my Buddhist energy feels cleared. Speaking of energy, though, did you tune in on Friday night and watch when I, I interviewed a woman who is, talks to spirits and, you know, medium type lady who talks to ghosts and shit? And yeah, you would have begged. And, you know, boys begging me is like, mm, it gets me moist. So I stick around longer uh, against my better judgment. And a lot of times I have done that with men. I, I'm like, mm, but he does make me a little. Uh, and then I stay and I'm like, motherfucker. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, oof, it's a lot. Um, but I had, I had a great, I had a great week. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope that, uh, you humans, you sweet, sweet, magical humans had a beautiful week, even though it is, like I said, a fucking year, a year, year, year. Um, um, yeah, she, okay. So Friday's show. Yeah. With this woman who spoke to spirits, she deleted it. Okay. First of all, it wasn't working on my end. And I'm like, why isn't this working? It always works for me to go live with people. And she's like, no girl, I'm not getting it. And I love her because she's so straight up. Like she's not no bullshit, you know, and she's party and bullshit. And she, uh, she was like, girl, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking look at my face. Look at, I don't brush my hair, girl. I don't want to fucking have this video up all the time. I could feel people like I could read myself. That's what she said. Like she could read herself. And that's why it was hard for her to watch the show or to be, you know, and I was, I thought, oh shit, that's wild. Like she's so severely uh, sensitive to the energies that uh, she could be, looking at a picture of herself and have a reading of her own self. Ooh, that shit is deep. That's like a deep witch, witchy, witchy pants. So that was great though. And she said to me, oh, uh, you know, there's a guy in here. Well, someone in the chat room asked, is there anyone, do you see anyone in the chat room? Do you feel anyone in the, in Jess's, uh, you know, uh, stream right now? And she said, yeah, I feel, um, wait, I see this guy. He keeps talking to me and he's like smooth talker. Uh, he's African-American, maybe mixed, but very muscular and tall and he's very smooth. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to her completely describe my ex-boyfriend, Carl, who died in 2019. Yeah. In LA, when I was living in LA and look, I don't want to talk to you about how many boyfriends of mine have died in the past. I say this a killer pussy. No, that's a horrible thing to say. But I, I what else? No one will ever have sex with me again because they're like, oh dear, you die after you have sex with you? Or is this a, um, okay, thanks, Mark. Love you, man. Um, so I, uh, I knew it was Carl, but I waited until she explained everything that she had seen. And I said to her, is he like real handsome, like real? And she was like, yeah. So then after the chat, she asked me to send him a photograph of, of Carl, who she had seen the spirit of and heard him talking to her while we were doing our interview. This ghost man, like a ex-boyfriend, you know, uh, talk about getting ghosted. Shut up. That was terrible. And I apologize uh, immensely. I immensely apologize for that one. But he showed up during the interview and she confirmed it when I sent her a picture of him after the show. 
Yeah. So it was woo-wee. It was fucking out there. And full moon. And I always feel like I hear shit during the full moon. And I don't know if it's because I've done a lot of drugs, you know, and huffed a lot of paint, smoked a lot of PCP, and done a lot of acid, all that stuff. I wonder if that adds to perhaps a hallucinogenic uh, type of vibe while I'm sitting outside in all this quiet here, because it is very quiet. Like right now, pretty sure people can hear me yelling my show to you from my window. Yeah, I mean, I'm not yelling out the window. Yes, did you enjoy my... I'm having a smoothie because it's uh, it's a year into fucking core core. We have to be self-caring for ourselves. We have to be nice to ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if it makes us cross or we're too tired or whatever. Just do... I mean, let me tell you something. When I woke up this morning... No, I didn't feel like doing a show. No, I didn't feel like exercising. No, I didn't feel like writing or fucking going to take a shower. I didn't feel like doing any of that shit. But guess who's here? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Let's talk about my favorite new listener, friend, neighbor, uh, vendor, uh, loving spirit of a man. Let's talk about him for a second. Uh, AKA 505 ground. Now, if you've been watching my show, you know that 505 ground is someone that I've spoken about in a sexual manner. And then I ran into him in, in real life. And he said, Oh, I loved it. When I said, thank you so much for being nice about it. He said, Oh yeah, of course we all loved it. And we all laughed. And I thought, Oh, hilarious. So I did a whole story about it. And he's like this beautiful native man. Oh, it's fun. We all had a great laugh. You know, and I'm like, oh my God, you had a great laugh? Thank you. And then he wrote to me again and said that they, they had a, they they watched the ne- the video that I clipped and they really had a great laugh. And so I just want to say thank you. I just love when folks are warm to what I'm doing here because this is for warmth. This is for um, what do they call it? Swaddling. I hope to be swaddling you with my voice and my stories and making you feel a little bit more calm or at least have a couple giggles while we're here. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, did you watch the Golden Globes? Because (laughs) speaking of a couple of, I mean, I don't, not really. Well, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler always really delight me. I don't know about you all, but I am so delighted by them. And I just feel that they are always the fucking best jokes, the best quips. I mean, Tina Fey is just, she's, I mean, they both are, but Whew, it was great. I A couple of things that I really thought stood out and that I hadn't heard anyone talk about yet, but I don't watch E! Channel, so I imagine maybe I'm not listening. I mean, I listened to Stern, and they talked about all the women they wanted to fuck in the, in the show. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can come from a different angle, because that's not my angle. My angle is, well, I thought was really funny and stood out to me on those on those on that fucking award show which by the way why do they even have it really it's to congratulate 
one another. And the people that were dressed up in their houses, like, oh, like, I mean, I know I shouldn't talk, be pretty hypocritical of me. I did do a blow dry and a mascara today for you, but it, it they, with the fucking, you know, corsets and like big old tool of fucking thing. Uh, my favorite outfit was Jason Sudeikis in the tie-dyed hoodie. That was, that's, that was fucking tight. Uh, but I also really loved Jodie Foster. She, did you catch, if you watch it, she was wearing an outfit. It was kind of like a muumu or pajamas. I couldn't really tell, like a lounge, a lounge outfit. And her, the pattern on her outfit matched the dog's kerchief. That is so lesbianic. Can I just lesbian, lesbianist? That is, was a beautiful, like, what a great touch. And I don't know, I haven't discussed it with my girls yet, but I, I really, really loved that. I thought it was so beautiful. And, and them being like, was, were they in bed? Was it a bed in? Was it like Yoko and John? Like, this is just a, we don't even care if we win. We're just showing you our love and we're sharing our love with you. I just thought it was so beautiful and lovely. And, uh, oh my God, the kerchief that matched the outfit. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. Yes, girl. Yes. Serving kerchief matching outfit dog looks. Ah, oh, so good. Also, um, Aaron Sorkin, every time they, they cut to Aaron Sorkin, he looked like he really needed a cigarette. And I only say that because we did work together and man, that guy needed a cigarette. And I know what it feels like actually to feel like you need a cigarette and what it looks like poisonally. Poisonally? Poisonally. Yeah. So Aaron Sorkin looked like he needed a smoke every time they cut to him. Sasha Baron Cohen, definitely the funniest. And they kept trying to cut him off. Okay, so that was too much. Donald Sutherland and Al Pacino looked like they were weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I don't know who I felt. I was like, who propped them up? These poor fellows. Let them go. Let them let them stay away. The most beautiful I thought were was Tiffany Haddish. I thought she looked gorgeous. I thought her her dress was like a chainmail, like ode to fucking Game of Thrones hot thing. And I love that she's cut her hair and she just lets it be. And she's so beautiful in the face. And she always just looks so confident. And yeah, you know, but she is. I mean, look, this bitch has a garden in her backyard. And that's, I think that's what adds to the confidence of people. <laughs> if you can keep a garden in your backyard and you're healthy like that, you're fucking confident. Trust. That's like, if only we all had little gardens somewhere, community garden outside the house, sharing carrots with our, with our fellow neighbors. I mean, that's the way to spread the goddamn love. And then the bed-ins like Jodie Foster and her lady and their dog. I mean, it's, I mean, just a delight. So the globes, you know, Tracy Morgan mispronouncing soul. I thought, was that on purpose? <laughs> what? He, I, okay. Maybe he didn't know. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I thought it was really funny though, because then, you know, Tina Fey mentioned it. So it was like, oh yeah, shit. Uh, the only thing that was really kind of sad was that, uh, thank you. I love my shirt too. Easily distracted. Anybody want some merchandise? I've got these for sale. These, uh, tank tops. I've got t-shirts and I've got boy shorts. Thanks, Schneck. Good looking out. And, um, I also, uh, speaking of acting and, and award shows and things of that nature, I was asked to do a pilot. Now, not to shoot a pilot. Thank you very much for wanting me to be that. Not yet. 
Mm, that's manifestation, my friends. Um, but read a pilot over Zoom for a friend. And they cast me in four different roles, which hell fucking yeah. That's like my dream. Do you know my fantasy dream is to be, uh, have a show of my own, like Martin or something like that, like Tracy Ullman, you know, one of those where I can do all these different characters and stuff. I'd probably get in a lot of trouble in some of the things, but I would just love it. So anyway, you know, like a, like a sketch show or a sitcom where you get to play. Like I loved Martin and he got to play his neighbor and the mechanic guy. I mean, oh my God, Martin. And just to, just for a callback to the start of the show, the Notorious B.I.G. is the documentary on Netflix is so good. It's so good. And it's so gives you a time capsule for that time. And I can't believe me and Biggie are the same age. And, uh, and Puff Daddy was like, he put him on the spot when he first met him. He said, rap for me right now. And then Biggie was like, okay. And, um, but really gorgeous party and bullshit. So I got to do four different characters in this pilot. And I say this because, and then Martin, and I mentioned Biggie because Biggie was in an episode of Martin. I'm sorry, my ADD and my brain are wildly attacking me at all times. So I try to keep up with it and I try to keep you up with it. So thank you for being here. <clears throat> okay. So I got to do four different characters. Were they, what were the characters, Jessica? Well, I'll tell you what they were. So they were, <laughs> okay. So it was, um, four different white ladies, which I'm like, fuck yeah, four of the white ladies. The first white lady was like uptighty whitey, like uptighty whitey, you know, um, language and things of that uh, nature, you know, oh, Christ fearing and thing and, you know, <laughs> lines like that. And then uh, another girl was uh, like totally liberal and like, oh my God, oh, white people. Oh my God. You know, had lines like that. And then one of the ladies was a teacher who was like a hippie, like, like hippie. Oh, we don't, we don't give hall passes, honey, your body, your choice. And that of course was my mom. And then the last one was like a kind of a shitty younger girl. And so she got a vocal fry and her line that I remember was, uh, um, it's not Coachella, Heather, you know? So I had a really good time and I forget how much I fucking light up when I get to read a script. Ooh, cause all I ever read is my own, you know, shimmy sham boom bombs over here and, and no bombs, but you know, boogie boogie boat boops. And I have all these notes and lovely things to tell you, but man, when I get a script handed to me and I can just rah, go with it and this character, Huh, huh, acting, acting, thank you so much. Acting, acting, so many roles. I mean, I don't know how many roles they have for a lady that looks like me, but specific role, maybe get Better Call Saul might need a new lady to be on the show and not like a lawyery police lady, but like a real lady. You know what I'm saying? Let's cast a real lady. Hey, lady. Oh, speaking of real ladies, what's up, girl? I was talking about you earlier. Girl, I was talking about you earlier. Shut up. No, what's good? Um, so um oh man, so what else? So so it's one year, like I said earlier, it's coming up on one year of the quar. And whoo, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I'm just like 
what the fuck is going on? You, Josie, you, of course you, girl. What do you think? Um, I was talking about Friday night show with, with Carl coming through. My The spirit of my ex-boyfriend. Talk about ghosted. Okay, that's the second time I've done that horrible line, and I apologize to you as well. There were earlier, there were others. <laughs> but what have we learned during the year of Quar? Some of us have learned it's not... Uh, it's not that hard to be alone. And some of us, you know, some of us have thought, well, I was kind of like this before and I always wanted an excuse, you know, <laughs> introvert going in and out. Uh, so many girls here, but I think me with that accent. Yeah, that, of course that was you. Anyways, oh, I can't read the comments and try to tell you a story. See, the ADD is fierce. I don't know what makes it worse if it's springtime and there's, pollen out there and the pollen activates the ADD. I have no idea. Anyway, um, yeah, Carl came through. Anyways, one year of Quar, what did we learn? Some of us have learned that we're introverts and that we were okay with being in the house a lot. But then it became kind of like, ugh. But then some of us discovered that we're extroverts and that we can't really go on without people and we're so depressed without everybody always gathered around. But I think what's happened to everybody is that being this quiet has either activated your sense of wanting to get a hold of what's activated and work with it or getting further away from whatever's become activated and get away from yourself. So there, there have been two extreme things that have happened, I think. So it's, I'm very thankful to say that I've been mostly in the place where I feel good about things and I feel like Things are going okay, and I think I was an introvert, so maybe I'm okay doing this for a while, but I still need projects. Like, I have you guys a couple times a week, and I have, uh, yeah, I think it fluctuates. I think we all fluctuate between extrovert and introvert. It's the same as, like, with the love stuff, with relationship types. Like, I think we fluctuate between anxious and avoidant. There's anxious, avoidant, and then stable. I've never met the stable ones, but I apparently there's they make up 49%. Anyway, um, I just felt like this quarantine, this year, has put me in a place of really being honest with myself and who I am and where I'm from and what I come with and being okay with it or at least practicing being okay with the sides of myself that I've always been a little bit either ashamed of or angry about or upset by old stories. You know, I was activated really badly this week because, um, I was actually waiting on a package from my aunt in New York, my sweet stoner, pa my sweet stoner. Hello, Jessica. And, uh, I instead got a card that was really awkward and not, didn't make me feel good at all and completely activated this shit, shame shit inside of me from my maybe daddy. He, um, he and his wife, they haven't really talked to me st like consistently since I asked to get the DNA test a few years ago. And it's really, even with people that I didn't really have a relationship with where I just called them every couple times a year, you know, on like the holidays or the birthdays or whatever. And they never really made an effort anyhow. So I, 
I didn't think that it was that big of a deal. And I even said, if the DNA comes back and it's not you, I'll still make these calls. I don't mind. I won't be mad at you, you know, but instead they seem to get mad at me. So I have been kind of out of their lives since that. And when my mom died, I called them and I said, hey, my mom died. And then they sent me a couple hundred bucks, which is like, here's a Macy's gift card. Didn't we talk about that, Josie? And, um, here's a Macy's gift card. I hope you're, I hope you feel better about, you know, your dad abandoning you or your maybe daddy or whoever this fucking guy is that's being a dick. And like, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. I just kind of stay, I just stayed silent as well. Like, what am I going to just continue to give, give, give? It's like, you've already fucked me up over all my intimate relationships. Like I can barely have a, 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 an intimate relationship with a man. And I have a lot of shit that I carry around from this old stuff that happened with my dad. And, uh, and so I, I don't expect anything from them now, you know, I just don't expect anything, but I guess there is a little teen. I can say that as much as I want as this grown up Jessica would that I look at here and I go, Hey, you're a grown up and you got friends here. People support you. People love you. But then there's this little girl inside of me. That's like, God, why can't he just be nice? Why can't they just be nice to me? Why can't they want me to be their kid? You know? And, um, So they, and, and it's not even like you need, they needed to do anything for me. I'm like, you don't even have to do anything. I'm the easiest fucking person. And this is why it's wrecked a lot of my relationships is because I don't ask for anything. I don't ask for anything from business. I don't ask for anything from friendships. I'm like, no, it's okay. Oh, you need me to do that? Oh, it's okay. You need me to do that? Like, no, bitch, get your fucking, get, no, no. No more giving, giving, giving. No more giving to everybody because you learned that all you could do for these people, these narcissists that raised you, was give, 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 give. And they're not going to do shit. And so not only are they not doing shit, but then when they do something like they sent me, I gave them my new address and I wasn't even going to do that. I was like, I don't know, man. I just move. I want to be just free for a a bit. And I don't want to have, I don't know, even though they don't write, they don't call. I, I didn't get a birthday card, even on big birthday, didn't get a birthday card, big birthdays. Nope. And, and like, God, man, that's so sad. And so then I go, okay, well, whatever. They're just not going to do anything. But then they send me this fucking card and it's got in it, not only a handwritten note from him, this fakakta fucking pervert, he writes in it, Hey, I looked at your Facebook. I checked your Facebook page out. You look good. And let me tell you something. This motherfucker has been on my ass. And I mean that literally and physically since I was a little girl. So get the fuck off me, you fucking perv. And stop. Don't write. And I've said it before. Stop giving me that weird fucking sexual energy, bro. I'm not your ex-girlfriend. And you're married. You know what I mean? So... It's very strange. So he wrote that in handwriting and then enclosed in the card was a folded up letter that was like one of those stupid ass fucking, did you ever, do you come from a family like this? Like, I don't even, this isn't even them. They were like stoners. He smoked heroin at the table, at the dining room table. Like my stepmom was the only one who had a job. You know what I mean? And yet he's going to fucking make this like family letter. It's a dear family and friends. (laughs) Like, do you really, really, 
Really? Do you think we fucking care? Do you think we fucking care about what you did all year, Mr. I don't have a job ever. I've never had a job before. Anything interesting to fucking tell us? Except for like, oh, I love YouTube. My channel gets sucked my dick. Okay, so this little folded bullshit comes in the card and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, who cares? Okay, uh-huh. And I'm kind of skimming it like an actor skims their script, like bullshit, 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 my line, bullshit, 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 my line. And what I'm looking for is my name. And what I don't find is my name. So why the fuck are you sending me this? You're sending me this because you think I care about what the fuck? You haven't even called me and fucking... Yeah. So I'm like, okay. 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 It's okay. Okay. People are who they are. And they're old. And they're not going to change. So my deal, my practice, if you will, is to fucking remain calm. Do some more meditating. Guess what I'm doing after the show? I'm going to go roller skating. That's right, motherfuckers. Yes, my lover, motherfucking lovers out there. You know why I'm going roller skating? Not just because it's one of my favorite lines that Jim Brown gave Richard Pryor when Richard Pryor was smoking freebase every day and not coming out of his room. Hey, man, you want to go roller skating? I love to roller skate. Plus, after I do this, this is like an expansion. Anytime you're doing work or you're doing creative or you're expanding yourself for something, whoo, it's a big deal, right? But then afterwards, oh man, it can feel very hard to get back into yourself and to try to get a balance again. So what I've learned is I have to treat that kid that I'm talking about in there. I have to treat her to a little roller skate in the park after she's done such a good job showing up and being honest and open in her show. That's right. That's right, my friends. And that, and that is what, what one year of quarantine means to me. <laughs> it's like my oral report. My oral report. Shh, quiet. You were talking about a child. Oh my goodness. Hey, Mid-City. Um, well, that's it. That's really it. Uh, I will leave you with this last thing. I know it's almost time for me to to hit it and quit it. But uh, I want to leave you with this last thing. I had some IT work done this week. And uh, this man who was helping me, a very lovely Indian man, um, and I had, a, <laughs> I had a bad word that I, so I, he, he had to have a, he had to have a password for the work that he and I were doing together, the I2 work on my computer. So he needed a password for it, but I didn't know when I made up the password that he was going to see it and know it. It was, I thought it was just my secret password, but he, and I'm not going to give you it, but I will give you like what it was like. And he had to keep saying it as we we're doing our work. So he'd be like, okay, uh, fuck face two, five, two. I was like, yeah, fuck face two, five, two. I'm sorry. And I apologized to him a couple times. Fuckface252. Okay. We are talking to Fuckface252 right now. We're doing work for Fuckface252. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. Sir, I apologize. But he laughed. So I thought, okay, that's cool. He's not like an uptight customer service guy. 
And it really reminded me of this time that I was working at Criff Dogs at the New York hot dog restaurant in the Lower East Side or the East Village. And uh, this Indian couple was there, like a 20, early 20 something, probably NYU students. There was a lot of NYU students that came to the shop uh, to eat. And Eminem, this is to tell you what year it was. Uh, uh, Eminem was playing on the on the speakers and, and the guy was singing to her, but like loud enough that I could hear. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. Don't want to fuck with me. I'm going to kill you. And she's like, don't, I don't like this song. I don't like what it says and I don't like what it means and I don't like it at all. And he's like, but I'm going to kill you. You don't want to fuck with me. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was so happy that that was happening right in front of me. I was like, oh, this is the best. I mean, I saw so many things. I saw my boss from there uh, punch out a guy, a Frenchman who was very, ah, oh, sacre bleu. He was very rude and very horrible uh but but he (laughs) my my boss came and like charged him and like punched him in the face but he didn't just punch him in the face he punched him in the face so that the man flew into the girls who were eating their hot dogs and tater tots and milkshakes on their table and they were like oh my god and he was like so cribble and my boss was like what bitch pow pow and then all we did all the people that worked there the staff we would have these little meetings like impromptu meetings where we would go and we would watch the cd <laughs> the dvd of the the security cameras that had gotten him beaten up from all different angles it was hilarious i mean it's horrifying i know but the he wasn't he wasn't really badly hurt and he was a fucking dick and he didn't even stop like after he was beaten up he walked out of the restaurant and he grabbed the trash like from outside, you know, on the streets of New York, they, on the streets of New York, they have the trash. And so then uh, he grabbed a couple bags of trash and he like tried to throw them into the restaurant. But there were people there already like, get the fuck out of here, bro. And so, yeah, everybody backed up Criff Dogs. We had uh, a Santa Claus for Christmas, a drunk Santa and an elf uh, for Christmas that used to go and talk to people and bring them in. <sighs> Real life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I, one time, and I, and I swear I'm going to leave now, but uh, I was smoking a joint in the backyard because there was a yard behind us. and Because it was rain. It was pouring rain, and there was no one in the place, and there was no one in the streets. So I was, like, in the backyard smoking a duber. And the Jamaican cook, Calvin, he's like, Jess, Jess, it's the popo. And I was like, what? I'm like, what? What? And he's like, Jess, it's the popo. And I was like, what's the popo? Yeah, it's pouring. It's fucking pouring out. You know, and he's like, no, Jess, the police are here. And I was like, ah. And I was like, I like took like rainwater. It was like, and um, and then I went, you know, and I looked through the, the, you could see through the door, the little waste area of the customers. And there was like a gun <laughs> handcuffs. And I was like, ah. Anyways, hmm. I hope everyone has, uh, I think that's it. That's an enjoyable place to stop. Uh, thank you, Calvin, for that delightfulness. He always told me, you know, just, I don't understand why, uh, girls wearing the shirt and then they pulling it down and they wearing the shorts and they pulling it down and they wearing the top and they pulling it up and I, and, and I look at them and they look at me like something's real wrong over here and I, and I go, well, why are you wearing something like this? And then you pulling it all the time. 
And I was like, Calvin, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then I'd ask him questions. I'd be like, Calvin, how come all the Jamaican dudes with the dreadlocks and all the, like, brothers down St. Mark's and in the park and stuff always, like, give me the hey, like, what's up, what's up? You know, and not, like, in a weird, like, looking at my my pull (laughs) my shirt down way, but, like, a hey. And he goes, oh, Jess, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. I want a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. As Mauricia would say, that's it. I hope everyone's enjoyed this week's little episode of Get Wood. You got some silliness. You got some heaviness. You got some stuff. You got some stories. I'm very excited to do this again with you on Friday. Guess where I'll be? At the Albuquerque Art Walk. That's right. I know. It's very exciting. I'm excited to go down and see all my pals that I see every month, all my vendors who I love, and oh my goodness, it's going to be so much fun. I love you too, Rob. Thank you. Hi, Sue. I love you. And, um, you know, Sue, thank you for being here. Thank you for reminding me. I want to just have, uh, I'm just going to say a big rest in paradise to Erica Watson, beautiful, beautiful soul that we lost this week. Um, she was a force. She lit up a room. She supported us who didn't feel supported in our own ways. Uh, she was brilliant. She was fantastic, fun, and it's a great loss. So thinking of you, Erica, and a lot of smiling and warmth thinking about the memories that she left behind <clears throat> and the friends. Good God. And there's tributes. And if you don't know her, please go and watch her YouTube stuff or go to her Facebook, Erica Watson or Miss Pound Cakes, uh, Instagram. Really, really great woman. So on that note, let's, let's not forget to give each other a lot of love and to give ourselves a lot of love and to know that, you know, this life is fucking crazy. It's short sometimes. You never know. It's not like Chris Rock says. You never know. Life is long. Life is long. If you're with the wrong person, it's real long. But anyways, you know I love you so much. And I thank you for being here and supporting me. And if you feel it and you want to uh, send something into the Venmo, please do. It's Jess Wood dash 10. And if you would love to join me on Friday and come down to the Albuquerque Art Walk live here, it'll be 430 in the Pacific area, 530 in the mountain time, and 730 in the East Coast. So all my friends just scattered all around the the nation right now, which what else are we going to do, right? Just try to take it easy, you guys. I'm thinking about you. I'm sending a lot of love. And uh, again, I just can't thank you enough for being here with me. And you got to know how much this helps me. And I hope it helps you as well. Okay? Love you. Remember, consistency. It's one of the things that a lot of us didn't get, especially the Gen Xers. Like, who's home? I've got a key around my neck. What's going on? When will I eat again? You know, all that kind of stuff. So at least we know that we're going to be here. Okay. I'll see you. I'll see you on Friday. Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye.